You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. Hello and welcome into this week's edition of 21 Questions, the podcast by the people for the people of KC Sports Network, where we answer your questions. I'm Tucker Franklin. I'm very excited to be joined by a good friend of mine. You've probably heard him on this program a few times, like not necessarily 21 Questions, but you've heard him on the KCSN audio channels. It's Sterling Halls, A10 Sports Radio. Uh, Arrowhead Attic podcast. You can even find him on the Stacking the Box podcast. He's pretty much everywhere. Uh, but Sterling, how are you doing? I'm good, man. By the way, when you said 21 questions, I immediately thought of 50 Cent, and I immediately had to listen to Get Rich or Die Trying, which let me tell you, every time you listen to it, absolute masterpiece that is. It is. Uh, and, and I and I think that that's the perfect vibe to bring to this podcast. Look, if you don't know how this podcast works, and if you're new here, we take questions from our Discord channel. Uh, and Sterling hasn't seen the questions, so this is all this is shooting from the hip. I haven't really seen the questions either. I asked for the questions, but I like to be surprised in the moment as well. So if you're not a part of the KCSN uh, Discord server, you can subscribe to the KCSN Substack, kcsn.substack.com. Five dollars a month. 30 a year gets you all the written analysis from everybody at KC Sports Network, plus access to this Discord where you get to hang out with us. We've got all kinds of channels from uh, this 21 Questions and some different content channels that we have where you get to contribute to the content and just hang out. we got a game day tan- channel that is that pops off during game days. It's like a, it's like a, twi- it's basically like Twitter. It's a big old group chat. We love it there. Uh, but Sterling, you joined uh, some esteemed colleagues from 810 on this uh, show. Jason Anderson has been on this here program. Uh, Joshua Briscoe obviously has been on this program. Shocking. Um, yeah, a uh, little, little shocking. I think Todd Lebo's been on it too. So, I mean, we've, we, we, you joined an esteemed group of people from 810 Sports Radio. If you get Lebo, uh, now we're serious. If you get Lebo, <laughs> the, the, I wasn't going to do it unless Lebo did it. And look, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Uh, but let's start with this first question. A little bit of a housekeeping question. I think this question was asked. Yeah, it was asked before the game on on Saturday. He said, "When is Jarek McKinnon eligible off of IR?" Look, I think he is eligible right now, but I don't think he's going to come off of IR. Matt Derrick reported on January second that uh, Jarek McKinnon had a an abdomen surgery from world renowned abdomen surgery doctor. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's very good at these abdomen surgeries. And they also found out that he had like a broken pelvic bone, a crack in his pelvic bone or something like that uh, when they went in to do the surgery. So not great, number one. Uh, and Blake Bell had the same surgery, I believe, last year in the preseason, and he was out until week 14 uh, of last season. So I do not believe that Jerick McKinnon is coming back. I think he is eligible to come off of IR. But I don't think he's going to be coming back off the IR. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be shocked. If he makes it back, and I, I don't know if he is eligible yet, because he would have been placed on it. What what day was that? Let me see. Uh, Let me go back and look. It wasn't that long ago. Either way, whether he is or is not, uh, the odds of seeing McKinnon back this season would be um, slim to none. Christmas Eve is when he was put on IR. Yeah. So it would be that's what three weeks now. So he'd still have another week before he's. Uh, eligible. Um, 
I worry that we might have seen Jarek McKinnon's last snap ever um, because he is kind of getting up there in age. You know, the Chiefs burned back on the one-year deal. Um, but I think he's 34. I mean, I'm going to double-check that again. But with a pelvic crack and another injury that he's had to deal with, look, Jarek McKinnon has had to deal with a lot of injuries in his career. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Jarek McKinnon hangs up after that. He's 31, which is the same year as the resurgence of Raheem Mostert. So maybe he wants to have one more resurgence, too. We'll see. <laughs> we'll just have to find out. Uh, but, yes, uh, interesting situation there with Jarek McKinnon. And uh, Thanik, he asked us, this was after the game, uh, the Chiefs and Dolphins game, 10.55 p.m. Appreciate the grind there. Uh, will this be remembered as the ice dash game or the broken helmet game, sir? Why not both? If I had to pick one, it's going to be the helmet game because that thing is going to get shown all throughout hype videos. Just Mahomes, maybe slightly lower in his dome right there. But again, he takes the brunt of the hit and it just shatters. Um, watching that was so cool. And my first thought was, oh, bleep. If you are a helmet manufacturer, you can't be happy right now. But then I thought, okay, maybe you are because then all the reverberations don't go through the dome. All the energy is getting released into the atmosphere in the shape of a little piece of plastic. Uh, Mahomes obviously was fine, but man, that just again shows the toughness, the grit of Mahomes. You probably aren't seeing that in the regular season. He bumps it up another notch in the playoffs. It's over my dead body. I think we'll see that, although I will say the mustache was hilarious. And as a man who a lot of times in my life has had a mustache, it's a real issue. It's a real issue in the cold. You might not think about it. You think it keeps your face nice and toasty. But then you have to realize if it freezes over, that's another thing you got to worry about. I, I feel you, Andy. It's it's one of those things that catches everything. Uh, same thing about beard. I don't really grow a mustache all that well, as you can tell. But, I, but it just catches. My beard just catches everything. And sometimes when I'm out there walking the dog, right, trying to trying to get everything sorted out outside, uh especially in these sub-Arctic, sub-zero temperatures, man, it, it gets it gets tough out there. But I do agree with you, the broken helmet game, uh, I think the Chiefs had tweeted something out like, what should we call this game? Because they had like the uh, Arctic Bowl and the Freezer Bowl, and this was like, you know, a, a playoff game in sub-zero temperatures, so it should probably have a rightful name. I don't really know if uh, that kind of thing probably has to happen organically. But I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head for that. But I do like the broken helmet, that moment to be remembered a little bit more. Um, because if, if you're Vices, right, like that's that's the helmet manufacturer. Uh, and, and the helmet cracks, you'll be like, yeah, sorry, we didn't uh, attribute, try to test our helmet in minus 30 degree wind chill. Uh, that, that's our bad on that one. Uh, the, the conditions were working against them on that one. Um, yeah, I was expecting some sort of like PR statement or something from the Hamlet manufacturer, but I hadn't seen anything as of Tuesday when we were recording this. No, and they're probably trying to find a PR of, of how to spin it into a positive. Again, using what I said, maybe the energy was transferred from from the helmet into the app, you know, like something like that. that yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm waiting to see come out. And those helmets are designed to to like really absorb the hits. Like that's why a lot of core, like Tua wears the same kind of helmet. Uh, it, like it really absorbs the hit and disperses it, right? And like it's meant that outer shell is meant to bend and flex a little bit. And obviously, a little science lesson: when things get cold, they get brittle, so you can't flex as much. That's what happened there. Um, 
But Rugby Fox, next question here, Sterling, asks, uh, which cold ex- game experience would you rather sit through, deep snow covered and having to clear your seat like Buffalo, or minus 30 wind show? Oh, the snow. Snow for sure. Snow has some insulation qualities to it. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why we're all of a sudden becoming scientists on this show. Um, I'm glad it's science and not math. Math, I'm I'm atrocious. Uh-huh. I had to take it a couple of times in college. Science. Now here's something I can get behind. Um, I would dig out, dig out, get like a shovel or something, or even just jump straight into the snow pile, and then I'm insulated by that around me, almost like a mini igloo. Um, I do think it was absolutely asinine what the Buffalo Bills organization and the NFL did. They took care of the field. But I mean, imagine you're spending hundreds of dollars to go to a playoff game. You're thrilled. You're excited. You get there. Now your seat's in the very middle of all that. You have no idea how to get there. I mean, that is absurd. That, that to me, I would be absolutely livid if I paid that much money and your seat is a block of ice. Is it bring your own shovel from home day? Like, at least give me some warning, guys. Um, but no, I would say snow because I do think snow can sometimes insulate you where if you're having that much wind and it's negative 30 below, you got nothing. You're screwed out. There's not much cover there, especially in Arrowhead Stadium. That wind really whips on in there. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you uh, in terms of like the, the snow. That was a really interesting situation of like they didn't have enough shovelers uh, and they were telling the shovelers they did have, yeah, just clear the walkways. Um, and I, I think I saw some people say that when the chiefs had offered some shoveling duties, some shoveling opportunities, they offered $25 an hour. I think some people were taken aback by only $20 an hour offered, uh, by the bills in this, uh, mega organization, uh, only offering people who are volunteering their time for, for $20 an hour. Uh, but I do think you make a great point about like the igloo and the snow insulation, some people don't really think about uh people don't really think about the uh the 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 warming qualities of snow i watch enough uh survival tiktoks to know uh still i don't know how much you're on tiktok but there's this guy uh, i that was predictable um there's this guy who will go out and just like hike in alaska and he's like yeah this is and he'll just make tiktoks about like this is how you survive in a blizzard and he'll just like make a house and and just survive and like this is like his hobby and i think that's kind of i wish i had the balls to do that right but uh i don't i don't have the balls to do that and uh and hang out there but um i did not have the stones to do that no stones to do that i didn't i didn't have the stones to go out to arrowhead i got offered tickets and i was like well obviously we have a post game show right and i have obligations for my job but i was like i was like I don't know if I want to stand out there and all that. I don't know. Hey, I admit I'm soft, man. Like, when everyone's like, oh, yeah, I, I wear shorts when it's 12 degrees, I'm like, okay, who, who are you proving this to? Right. Who, who is sitting by, when you when you walk down the street, do you expect people to stand up and clap for you? Like, I, here's an award, sir. Shorts in 12 degrees. Like, like, no, man. Bundle up. Sometimes I will wear shorts in cold weather just because I forget to check the weather. It's not that I'm trying to be tough. It's just like, oh, I forgot that I have to be an adult and check the weather before I leave the house. I just already had a shirt and t-shirt on, a shirt and shorts on uh, because I was just around the house and I just left without checking. And I'm like, oh, it's really cold out here. Um, 
But that not that doesn't happen in this one that we're having right now in Kansas City. Like that's not happening. That's not happening as I look over at my phone. Minus one degree weather right now. Toasty. It's a little warm. We a little heat wave going on right. Get now. the golf clubs out. I know. Uh, it's. We'll see. Uh, Lee eighty seven asks Tucker, "Do you have a favorite show you produce behind the scenes?" It's hard not to say only weird games, right? Those guys are fun. Uh, Josh keeps everybody on their toes in that uh, sense. But uh, they are just kind of an unpredictable show. You never know what's going to happen. We can talk about what they're going to talk about before the show, right? And then uh, five minutes into the show, they're completely off talking about the 1998 Bulls or something like that. You're like, well, how did this happen? How did this get here? Uh, But that's just the beauty of uh, that show, I guess. Um, They're pretty fun to deal with. Obviously, I've known Josh for a long time. The lab is always good, too. Um, But, I mean, look, some of my favorite shows, too, like Sean Barber at The Process, when he comes into the office, he brought in Dante Hall. I mean, he's brought in some really cool guys. Trent Green came in uh, to get to chop it up, mix it up with them. It's been been pretty cool as well. I always like to do the in-person shows. Those seem to to flow a little bit easier uh, when you're in-person. I'm sure you can agree with that when you got an in-person guest in studio it seems to go a lot easier oh very much so very much so it's why i always have you try and come to the uh, studio with me yeah yeah and then you bail sometimes <laughs> well i feel like it <laughs> only when i feel like it um yeah I, that's what i i think that that's uh the best ones are, are doing the in-person interviews that we do from the studio from the office i think we've done a couple uh dustin colquitz came in um, you're supposed to be in for, you know, if you listen to this podcast, BJ Kissel sat down with Dustin Colquitt for about an hour and just basically talked about just telling stories about his time in Kansas City. It's a really good podcast, but uh, he was supposed to be in Kansas City. They've been having some weather in Tennessee, obviously here as well. So they had to, this fight got canceled uh, totally. So he wouldn't be back in Kansas City. Uh, but I think that uh, those are always my favorite too. So Positivity Toasty, he asked us, uh, Sterling, do you think, the Chiefs will retain Mike Dana given the depth of the D-end group and his possible contract worth. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think he's getting a ton. Um, you know, a lot of the underlying metrics aren't always good for him. It does seem like he's more of a motor guy, more of a uh, coverage sack guy, which is not a knock against Mike Dana. He he has been, and I say all the time, he's he's been the unsung hero of the Chiefs defense for uh, pretty much ever since he got here, right? Because he, he has been forced to fill a larger role than any fifth rounder could have possibly imagined, right? Um, He has been a guy that Chiefs have counted on and needed to count on for multiple seasons now. You know, obviously you want to get FAU involved in the first rounder and the upside, but I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's great and all, but I want the sure thing too. You can never have too much depth. FAU is going to be on the team because he's he's on a rookie contract. I don't think Mike Dan is getting this massive deal. I don't think he's getting a Charles and Minahu contract. Like Charles and Minahu didn't have a ton of um, counting stats, right? When he got his relatively large contract from Kansas City, but everyone understood, um, you know, he was a backup. And when he did play, he shined. He showed flashes of uh, more of this top end talent. Um, he, you know, he won quick was a lot of what Charles and Minahu brought to the table. As you're seeing this year, you know, in the limited amount of games he has played because of the suspension, he's been great. I don't think Mike Dana's uh, market is going to be such that he garners that type of contract. So I do think it behooves Kansas City bring him back. Not only that, he can play on the inside as well, 
with the petrol inability to find someone who can play alongside Chris Jones on the end tier, which again, that's kind of a bigger deal if Chris Jones is gone. Yeah. Sure, I want Mike Dana back. Um, but again, I think all signs to me would point to Dana being back in Kansas City. It makes sense. Looking at spot track, I was looking it up as you were talking. Uh, average annual salary, what they calculate his market value to be, 16.7. So they project a three-year, $50 million contract uh, for Mike Dana. I don't think that's too crazy. Um, also, Isn't it around when Colin Saunders got, if I'm not mistaken? Didn't Colin Saunders get something around there, like two for 12 or? Pretty close. It looks like the comparable players they have on here are Carl Lawson, Montez Sweat, uh, Dwayne Smoot, and uh, Draymond Jones as similar contracts, right? Like uh, Dana will be 26. I believe, yeah, he's 26 and 52. Yeah, so he'll still be 26 when he does sign that contract. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see the length of contract too, if they do give it to him, how long they want to keep him uh, in Kansas City for for how much? Uh, probably more than. I'll be interested in length rather than money, is what I'm trying to say. Would, uh, in terms, of would you um, have any sort of trepidation if they do bring him back? What that means for FAU? Um, I'm not saying I do. But I, I wonder how much we'll see fans, because Carl Loftus will still be there, obviously, yeah. right? Charles Amina, who is going to be there, still obviously one year left on that contract, obviously, right? You know, everyone wants to see FAU emerge more and get more playing time to at least see what he can bring to the table. If you bring Mike Dana back, does that give you some sort of, hey, may maybe uh, the Chiefs didn't see what they thought they saw in the draft process? I don't necessarily think so. You can never have too many pass rushers, right? The old, the old saying is you, you can always have another one. Uh, so if you, you're bringing back Mike Dana, who, as you mentioned, I think he did a very good job articulating how important he's been for this team. Like, he has been a very crucial piece to this team. Not a lot of people talk about, especially on this defensive side of the ball. It seems like a guy that Mike Dana, or not Mike Dana, my, that is Mike Dana, that Steve Spagnuolo really likes Mike Dana, is what I'm trying to say. Um and a piece that he can kind of move around too, and and I think that uh, there's a there's a fit for him, and I think he might be more valuable to Kansas City than he would be anywhere else uh, in terms of how he how he plays, how he fits in with the scheme. We'll have to find out, but I don't think that there's any reservation to how FAU is progressing if they do bring Dana back. Right? Like I don't think that would be the red flag. To yeah, 100% agree. And final final thought here, the only issue I would see is if someone gives him an Andrew Wiley type type deal, right? Where the Chiefs are like, hey, we, we want to keep you, but you're going to be a starter elsewhere and get paid a little bit more than we can offer. Uh, I wonder if Mike Dana gets the same thing here, where Mike Dana has been underrated for a while now, never been an elite guy, but always been a solid guy. Uh, I wonder if a team, and especially him himself, says, you know what, that's great, guys, but I want to be a starter. I want to get you know, 75% of snaps. I want to get 80% of snaps. I'm not going to be able to get that opportunity here. That's the only other uh, wrinkle, I think, is what does Mike Dana want? Russ, he want to be a starter, or is he content being more of a rotational piece? Yeah, and we'll have to find out. Let's go ahead and take a break. We have some more questions coming up. From the KCSN Discord, you're listening to 21 Questions, presented by you, the fine folks listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your New Year's resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your doorstep. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you'll have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. HelloFresh can make cooking with your family fun, easy, and simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree and use code KCSNFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree with code KCSNFree. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Sterling, diving into the next question here. This one is uh, from Julian K., the wide receiver enthusiast. He asks us, what team are you pulling for in the NFC playoffs? Mm. Lions. Yeah, I, I think Lions are fun. Packers, because it's just a... Um, a seven seed. A seven seed. But I would say Lions, man. I I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. I had a chance to interview him. If you guys want to ever check that out on Stacking the Box, we have a lot of great interviews from Troy Palomalu. I interviewed Jamar Chase and T. Higgins just the other day. Um, then obviously Amon Ross St. Brown. He speaks three three languages, which is kind of cool. Um, for, for pretty, He's an interesting dude. Like like He's an easy guy to root for. And then Jared Goff, just a storyline there. Dan Campbell, how awesome is that for him? Yeah. It's really easy to root for this Lions team. You know, what's interesting is I would have said the Eagles a couple of years ago. You know, I lived in Philly for three years. Uh, the Eagles were always my NFC team growing up for some reason. I loved McNabb, and I also always loved Andy Reid growing up, which has uh, made it for a, a great marriage when he came here to Kansas City. But all it did was take one year of Nick Sirianni this year for me to go, I despise that team. Like, I can't stand that team anymore. When they lost, I'm sitting here going, hallelujah. I can't wait for this guy who's been so vocal and for some reason such a such an ass to get a hand to him. Like, it, that's all it took was one year. So now that they're out, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Lions. I, I, I think the Lions are the fun team. The Bucs are a fun one, too, just because of Baker Mayfield, the redemption story, everything like that. 
They do play the Lions this next week coming up, so uh, one of those teams is not going to move on. Uh, and then you have you have Packers and uh, Niners on the other side. So you have like your traditional powers in one game, and then you have. I don't want to discount the Bucks too much, but they haven't been around all that much. Tom they won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I know, but, <laughs> but Tom, but that was Tom Brady. Let's not act like Tom Brady went to an already stacked roster. It was Tampa Bay. Okay, I get it, but they they, they won a Super Bowl. They did recently. They did. The Lions before this hadn't won a playoff game since Troy Aikman was quarterback in Dallas. Like that was what was it? Thirty two years ago was the last playoff win the Lions had. They're starving, man. They are. I think we'll be at home, too, for the Lions. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think it's the Lions. I think it's a natural. It's just what it, the team, it's very, uh, it, that team is very easy to root for already. Uh, if you didn't have the story of them already winning their first playoff game since I've been alive. Uh, so, like, it, that team with Dan Campbell, all those guys, the Jared Goff redemption arc, uh, all that's really good. You got a couple redemption stories going on in that game, um, and we'll see with the Niners. We'll, we'll see with with how the Niners respond. And uh, they're a good team, obviously. But they could look. The Packers are hot. Packers are hot right now, man. I mean, they they got it cooking with Jordan Love. He threw a couple of balls. Sterling, I don't know if you noticed this. That looked like Aaron Rodgers, like oh, the yeah. backpedaling, like fadeaway off the back foot, dimes in the end zone. You're just like, oh no, here we go again. Yeah, if you are in the uh, in the NFC North, if you're a Bears fan, oh, you're just like they did it again. They did it again. I feel bad for all the NFC North and all the Bears fans out there. Truthfully, you can only you, you can only have so much. All right, this one's from Arrow. In parentheses, pace need. It makes this question a little bit funnier if you put that uh, put that context. Uh, who is a Pro Bowler for the Chiefs next year who wasn't this year? Uh, Snead, if he's back, obviously, is yeah. the, the easy answer. Um, I'll go back to saying Creed Humphrey, right? No, Creed was a Pro Bowler, but he was, he was a Pro Bowler, not all pro. And not all pro. Um, I'll go saying Butker, right? Because it, it was Aubrey and Tucker, correct, for the two <laughs> Pro Bowl spots. I'd, I'd say Harrison Butker, right? You know, I think he's he's back to being fixed. He was injured the previous season. Um, you know, I was talking with with Nick Lowry about this, and, and we all the same thought process where it was it was more injury related, which then became a little bit of the mental side. He needed some time off. He got it, came back this year. He's fully healthy, and you see the difference. Um, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, yeah. I think Charles admitted who might be be a uh, underlying guy. I mean, you saw what he did in just the limited sample size again. I mean, I guess not limited. He still played what eleven games in the regular season. He missed six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what eight sacks, seven and a half sacks, something like that. Career highs and everything. And so, I, I think that could be a fun one to to make a case for. Um, Trip McDuffie was not Pro Bowl, but was All Pro. So I'd say McDuffie would be the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hit him pretty good there. Uh, I, you, I'll say Jawan Taylor. Would love to see Jawan Taylor uh, go to a Pro Bowl level uh, the next year, if uh, that's the case. If I'm picking a guy to play at a Pro Bowl level that happened this year, I'm going to pick Jawan Taylor. That's the guy I'm going to pick. Hey, hey, man, yeah, and I want you to pay me a million bucks for being on this. That ain't going to happen. 
<laughs> Dog, Jawan Taylor. We don't have to get into that because I've, I've had many a rant on Jawan Taylor, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. I'm trying to be optimistic here, Sterling. I'm trying to keep an optimistic tone heading into uh, the Chiefs game with the uh, the Bills. Uh, but Julian K also asked, Tucker, have you chugged the new non-alcoholic White Claws yet? I have not. I I was at the uh, Hy-Vee liquor store the other day. I think I did see them. Uh, I think oh, the Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. We're idiots. We're dumb. Someone is yelling at us right now. Rasheed Rice, yes. There it is. I, yeah. No, you're right. Sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to startle you there, but my, my... You did startle me, but I but I appreciated you. Yeah. Pete Brain is sitting here going, oh my gosh, I can just picture someone yelling at us right now, yelling, Rasheed Rice, you idiots. What if I said, what if I said Troy Franklin? Sure, baby. Okay, let's go. With, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll go with that one. Uh, but Julian, no, I have not chugged the new non-alcoholic White Claws yet. I believe they are the same flavors as the regular White Claws. So I would think they would taste the same, but... Um, I've not tried them. I might have to. Uh, I don't kind of see. Drink a, La- La- a LaCroix at that point. It basically is a LaCroix. And... I might some liquid death back here in the old... Uh... This is going to be a visual bit here. That's my drink cooler. That's my drink fridge right there. Merry Christmas to me. Got myself a beer fridge. There you go. My office is a bar. Free sick. See, I thought about that too. Mine's in the basement, though. I have a little beverage ah. fridge down there. But see, I got—I keep this. You got some Woodford right there, just for special. I always keep some bourbon up here. Yep, that's the little special edition one. I went down to Louisville to get that bad boy. Big hey, bourbon oh. guy. Yeah. Oh, I just tell you, I got the—I got a Ben Holiday bottled and bottled bourbon up here. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. No, yeah, but you uh, should, uh, we could do a little bourbon exchange. We could, or I could just rob you. I don't know. No, allegedly, allegedly, I'm allegedly. not. I don't wear wolf suits. Allegedly, of course. Allegedly, of course. Uh, this question, I Kyle C asked this question to me, but Sterling, I think that you can answer it as well because I think it fits for both of us. He says, Tucker, would you root for KU in football one time per year if that in tournament Missouri had a greater than ten percent chance at the college football title every year, or not root for KU at all and Missouri would never have a chance for the title? It's a real catch-22 here, huh? No, it is, isn't it? Joseph Heller wrote this question. Um, damn. I think I would because as much as it would pay, as much as it would pain me, seeing Mizzou go to the top would be even better. You say, oh, congrats. We, we, we rooted for you one game, but now, look, Mizzou's at the pinnacle, mm. right? You can get two, but who's number one? And that's what would really matter. Um, damn, that's painful. I'll look at their schedule, uh, let, let's try to spin zone one where we can feel good about tweeting about uh, support. Oh, I did, accidentally clicked on Kansas City Chiefs schedule, not Kansas football schedule. You can tell my Google's like, you didn't mean to type in Kansas football schedule. Like, you know, it's like, you don't want to look at that. Uh, but we can look at the schedule and we can try to spin zone something and to be like, okay, we can justify. We can justify the one game for a temp for greater than a ten percent chance. I mean, that's a that's a pretty solid chance. Like, that's that's a, that's a, I'll take those odds all day. Uh, they play Lindenwood the first game of the season. Well, there you go. Isn't that St. Louis? It's true. Is it Lindenwood St. Louis? It is. I mean, it's St. Louis. Uh, that, that that's probably the one. 
uh, Missouri State, Illinois, Nevada, uh, BYU, Texas, UCF. Hang on a second. This is last year's schedule. What are you doing to me, Kansas website? I, start, I started getting through there, and I was like, there's no way this is next year's schedule. You know what you should type in your internet browser? Kansas 2024 football schedule. I know, but it took me to 2020. They don't have their full schedule out yet. Lindenwood, Illinois, and UNLV are the two games that they have on this on the schedule as of right now. Barry Odom played for UNLV. Do we or coaches for UNLV? Do we hate him enough to cheer for Kansas against him? No, just because he was ass as a head coach at Mizzou doesn't mean that I want to sit here and root against a uh, a true son. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Crap. Well, I was thinking like maybe if they, maybe like in the Kansas State Kansas game. Could you justify cheering for Kansas? No, no. South it's Lindenwood. It's 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 St. Louis, man. That that's the that's the other wrinkle. Yeah, it would have to be. I'm just not a ketchup on my pizza type of guy, you know, on a cracker and calling it calling it pizza with fake cheese. Sorry, I'm out. It's not yeah. me. Yeah, with have you ever seen that picture? I'm sure you have of the saltine crackers laid down with like the American cheese slices and the ketchup yeah. on top, and it says like St. Louis, St. <laughs> Louis style pizza. Oh gosh, I will give them this. I will give St. Louis this. Toasted raviolis are pretty good. Yeah, toasted raps. That, 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 they're pretty good. Yeah, that's they're good. Don't don't cut your bagels the way that you want to cut those bagels. Don't do that. Don't do anything else, but just give us the toasted wraps. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I probably would cheer for Kansas for one game if that meant they had a greater than ten percent chance to make the to win to win the title. I mean, I literally have the Mizzou football over my shoulder right there. Is that signed? Yeah, this one I think is Denario Alexander. Oh, underrated Missouri. Yeah, underrated Missouri. What? I got my Bladen Gabbert photo downstairs. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I think we got a. I think we got a question about uh, Blaine Gabbert. And uh, backup quarterbacks here coming up pretty soon. Um, have you ever had Cookie Society cookie? A what now? Cookie Society from Jeff Allen, his cookie company. No, I've not. No. Oh, buddy. Um, Casey from Casey asked you, uh, the favorite Cookie Society cookie. It's banana pudding for me. That one is incredible. Um, it might not sound very good if you don't like banana pudding, I guess. But uh, it is one of those that is like, why does this taste so much like banana pudding? Like it's one of those cookies you're just like, holy cow. Um, absolutely floored. We're going down to Dallas in a couple of weeks, actually, for the East West Shrine Bowl. And I'm definitely gonna be hitting up Cookie Society, uh, going and finding myself some stuff there. Look, hey, you should you, you should check it out though, Sterling. They got their monthly uh six pack out right now. They got obviously the chocolate chip, but the butter cake cookie. Stop it. Oatmeal raisin. I'm a big oatmeal raisin fan. I know a lot of people don't like oatmeal I raisin love cookies. Oatmeal raisin. Sorry that if you hate oatmeal raisin, you need your taste buds to grow up. I'm sorry. Uh, I have very strong cookie takes here. Chocolate chip is the Derek Jeter of cookies. Mm. I say, oh, oh, so you mean it's it's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, it's a Hall of Famer, but it's always overrated. Like yeah. it, it's really good. Chocolate chip, you know, it's going to be consistent. But is it the best of all time? No, but folks are trying to make you believe it is. They're liars. It's not. Oatmeal Raisin has been perpetually underrated. It's like Nolan Ryan throwing a no-hitter when he was 42. Come on now. Okay. Have your taste buds. Grow up. Now, that's a real cookie. I'm also a fan of anything key lime pie. So mm. Key lime pie cookie, I'm all the way in. And Snickerdoodle. 
Oh, they got a snickerdoodle on here. And there's snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle is very good. Uh, the big one, I think the the headliner this month for the Cookie Society Cookies, Cosmic Brownie Cookie. Um, if you're into the Cosmic Brownies, into the Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies, it looks like one. It's even got like the little candy-covered chocolate chips on top of it. Uh, go get yourself some of that. So a little bit of plug uh, for Jeff Allen and Cookie Society. But we're going to do another plug, Sterling, is DraftKings Sportsbook unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying new customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Last time I checked at DraftKings Sportsbook, Chiefs or dogs minus two and a half uh, in favor of the Buffalo bills, two and a half point dogs going on the road in Buffalo for Patrick Mahomes first game. So if you want to make a little bit of cash, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You nailed it. That that one felt really good off the hand. I'm not going to lie. Reading that disclaimer, I was like, wow, I'm breezing through this sucker. Yeah. I've read it a couple times already, so like I've got it kind of down, but like that one felt really good. I'm proud of you. No, it, I wanted to give you so, some props because that was uh, it was nice. It's like I do this for a living or something. Uh, who would have thought? Uh, Rugby Fox, he asked, what rule change would result from this Chiefs-Bills playoff game? <laughs> okay, if you want a serious one, like that's a great, that's really funny. Yeah. If you want a serious one, I, I wonder if they'll, they'll eventually, uh, with the quarterback, the fake slide. That's an interesting one. I mean, that one might hurt the Bills, but it also might hurt Kansas City because I'm not going to sit here and lie and say uh, Mahomes has never done something that would be potentially penalized. I mean, Mahomes once or twice has, I wouldn't say fake slid, but you know where he kind of slows down and you're like, okay, he's he, he's sliding and then he just he goes, well, Josh Allen did it yesterday in the 52-yard run, right? Yeah. Or great, rumbling, stumbling, he, he even trucked a dude. Um, but I'm sitting here going, if you want a legit rule change and two quarterbacks who probably would um, – this would affect the most. Uh, wow, balloons going on. Holy Jeez. cow. Yeah, that was pretty cool, huh? That's pretty sick. Uh, listen, if you're listening to this on the audio side, you're not going to understand what just happened. That's why you got to go to the video side to check out all the balloons that just came all over. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, my computer was like, dude, good idea. Yeah, let's do a party for this. But I think if the two quarterbacks would affect the most would be Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I do think there should be a situation because if you're a de- defensive player, you're sitting here going, okay, I can't lay you out because in the same game uh, against the Bills, they got a late hit penalty against uh, Josh Allen, right? Unnecessary right. roughness. And then if you kind of give up, well, then he runs right over you, runs right by you. I mean, I, I do need a fake slide. So it, I know it's a joke question, but I think there's a, there's a real answer that could potentially happen coming from this game. And Lee87 asks, do you think the NFL will address the Josh Allen fake slide scandal, or should they address it? When I when I watched it back, like I when I watched that play live, I didn't think it was a fake slide. Like the fake slide did not come 
through my brain. Like it did not like pass my my train of thought. I was like, wow, that was kind of kind of crazy because I think he was in the middle of the field. He did slow down a little bit, right? But I took it more as he was just trying to figure out where because that block was right in front of him. I felt like he was trying to read that block uh, to where he was going to go. Now I can see how a defender would take it as a fake slide, his little stutter, slow down, everything like that. But as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes does the thing where he like runs to the sideline and then we'll just turn it up really quick uh, just to get a couple more yards. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out of bounds in a couple more yards uh, type of deal. But that is really interesting. I saw a lot of, like, I tried to watch that playback so many times this morning when I was, I was like, man, I don't know. It's not like the Kenny Pickett fake slide, right? Like the no. Kenny Pickett fake slide was, uh, a toe drag on everything, and and he got he got the guy good. And I don't think it's to that extent of a fake slide, um, but I don't know if this one specifically, this one instance will be the one that makes a rule change for me. And no, no, not not that one specifically. That's not going to spark it. But I do think there's going to be conversation just in general. They, if you want to really fix it, just make quarterbacks like everyone else. When they get in the open field, they are everyone else, okay? Because, sure, I'm all for protecting the quarterback, you know, the, the, the money, all that stuff. I'm, I'm with you. But it's their decision, and you're now making it nearly impossible for defenders. So um, if you want some fairness and, a, and an easy way for the refs to not blow this, just make them a, a runner, like a running back or yeah. wide receiver. I agree. Um, look, especially with a quarterback like Josh Allen, like you can't – I still two fifty. What are you? Yeah. What are you supposed to do? I felt bad for uh, Miles Jack, especially on that drive. He had two penalties that kept the drive alive with the personal foul, and he had the holding earlier on. Like, what is? Uh, what is Miles Jack supposed to do? I, I get that he hit him late. Like Josh Allen was like already on the ground. That was a late hit. Like you can't really argue with that very much. But like. He just ran for 52 yards by hesitating a little bit. So, look, I understand the frustration. I do. I get it. Um, all right, next question here. Um, oh, Julian K. asks us, uh, how long after the game ended did you wait to cancel Peacock? I didn't have to. I, if you live in Kansas City, you didn't have to. That's Peacock. So, um, so that, that, that's my answer. Was uh, Did you have Peacock to begin with? I think we have it. My fiance might have it for something. Oh, uh, if she if she if she likes the reality TV shows, the Bravo shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Charm, I think, is on that one. So, uh, she has Peacock. Yeah, we have Peacock. Then yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like uh, Tara, my girlfriend, loves the Bravo shows. Vanderpump Rules. Oh yeah, she loves that one. Yeah, I will say, with like Southern Charm, what is a little fun. Is because she'll she'll watch football with me because you know it's, yeah, yeah. it's my job have to watch football. Sorry, babe, got to watch Johnsonville Johnson uh, uh Johnsonville Sausage Cornhole replay <laughs> on FTC Network. Got to watch that one for work. Um, so I'll watch occasionally some of her reality shows. Like Southern Charm's kind of fun because it's like so bad, it's great, right? And what I'll do is I'll, I'll pour myself some bourbon or like a martini mm. and watch. And once you're you know a martini or bourbon deep, you're sitting here like. Oh yeah, I'm getting into it too. I'm like, you're right. He, that guy is a scumbag. Like, like you're, you're really starting to get into it. So it does make it kind of fun. I, I that, that's how that's what happened to me. Vanderpump Rules. I'd always like hear it. My girlfriend would, like play in the other room when I'm in the office, right? And I'd just like hear a situation go down. I was like, that guy, that guy really sounds like a piece of shit, man. Like that guy sounds like he is 
He's not a good guy. <laughs> and then I did caught myself watching for longer and longer periods of time. And I said, oh, why would he do that? That's such an awful move. He's such a terrible person. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, now I've invested in these people's lives. Yeah, Checker looks over and goes, well, I would never do that. <laughs> Ultimate Riz right there. Ultimate Riz. Uh, okay. Uh, younger you, dude. Saying Riz, man. I like to I like to uh, stay up on the internet trends, Sterling. It makes me feel younger. I'm only 25. So there you go. Um, yeah. Technically Gen Z. Think about that for a little bit. Um, B. Higgs. He asked us if you could pick one non-Mahomes player to have a career best game on Sunday, who would it be? You know, I think an e- easy answer would be Legereus Sneed, but he's been having career best games every yeah, single game. I mean, he's been locking up everyone, so I kind of want to go outside the box here a little bit, you know. Um, is it outside the box to go Chris Jones? I mean, Chris Jones, what? I don't really think it's outside the box since he's, he's part of the you know, the big four now, if you want to say Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, Travis, and, and, and Mahomes, I think you can make the case that that's the big four. Nick Bolton, maybe? Nick Bolton, he's going to have his hands full with James Cook and how are they decided to do a spy. What it was interesting last game was you saw Nick Bolton and Drew Tranquil in the field sometimes at the same time, which I love to see. Yeah. In that case, though, you're probably having Drew Tranquil as the spy. So maybe he's the guy you tab. Um, that's a really good question. Who are you going with? I'm thinking more defensive. I'm thinking someone who can really stop either A, a James Cook or a. Um, Josh Allen slash in between with the tight ends. Like, I think linebacker play is going to be paramount mm. in this game. Yeah, it's going to be really big. And, and the first time these two teams played, uh, I believe James Cook had, like, led the team in receiving, and he had a pretty big day. That was that was uh, Bolton's first game back off of the IR. Yeah. Uh, so the Bills Drew clearly had that game. Drew Tranquil did not play that game. Correct. I think he went out, like, in the first or second play because he got a, he. that's when he got his concussion. Um and that's that was something that the Bills, I think, clearly made a point to attack the linebacker position. They already were going to. Like, that was already the game plan before Drew Tranquil went out. Uh, but they, they were well aware of, like, we're going to attack the, the linebackers. Maybe that's just how they like to play, right, with the tight ends and the running backs and everything like that. We saw the same thing against the Steelers. They, they love to throw the ball to their tight ends. And rightfully so, they've got some good ones. Like, they've got some good tight ends. Uh, I, linebackers is going the first – the first time I read that question, I thought Chris Jones. Like that was the first one that came to my head. Was just like, Chris Jones, if he has a career day in the playoffs, like that's gonna be like we're playing an AFC Championship game. That will be that will be huge. Um, but man, it would be super nice if like Kadarius Tony could have a could have a career day. It'd be super nice if he could <laughs> see the field. Yeah, um, if he does play. But other than that, man, I mean. Rasheed Rice, like his performance was really impressive. Uh, I I I thought it was very funny um, that you know Rasheed Rice 130 yards on the day, really good performance. I think top five in terms of single game playoff performers as a rookie. Uh, you know DK had that record for 180 some yards that Puka broke the next day. So it's like one of the things where like Puka came out there uh, and was like, oh. Rasheed Rice thought that he was going to have the best rookie wide receiver performance on uh, the AFC wild card round. He didn't. Not in the wild card round. That was Puka, which uh, played really well. 
but uh, they lost. So, Rashid Rice, best performance that, in a win, you could say, arguably to say. But I do think it's probably on the defensive side of the ball. I like the Drew Tranquil one. If Drew Tranquil has a career day, has a career best day, against Josh Allen as the spy, you would, you would think that just like with his athletic ability, he would be the spy in that situation, not afraid to hit, not afraid to move laterally, stuff like that. If you can really, and there's a thing with like Nick Bolden and, and Drew Tranquil, you get them on the field, they complement each other. They're, so, they're such good compliments to each other because what Nick Bolton might not do well, Drew Tranquil does well. And what maybe Drew Tranquil might not do well, Nick Bolton does well. And I think that's a good little combination to have them out there and then you also have Willie Gay Jr., which the Bills are going to run a lot of 12 personnel with Dalton yeah. Knox all obviously back. And um, yeah, Dalton Knox, right? And then Dalton Kincaid. Are they both Dalton? Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. I'm like, I'm Dalton getting this King. wrong. I was Dalton like, you just mix them together. And I was, yeah. and I was going to roll with it because I was like, I get it. Like, I understand. Dawson Knox. Dalton I'm like, Knox. I know it's not Dalton Knox, but I can't figure out. Yeah, I know it's a D. <laughs> Yeah, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. I'd have to imagine with both healthy. You saw it this past week with them. Yeah. They were both very effective. Kincaid's a little more explosive, which means you might have to see a little more base package from Kansas City, which you don't typically see a lot of, you know, actual 4-3, as far as you might see Drew, Nick, and Willie Gay Jr. on the field at the same time. Again, it's going to be up to Spags, and I trust him. He's he's a big game coordinator, baby. He's been great all season long, but he always seems to bump it up in the playoffs. But I'm intrigued to see how he tries to counteract that because the Bills want to get as many linebackers on the field as possible, right? Because if they think they can't take advantage of McDuffie, um, of Legereus, and just the secondary in general, well, they want to get as many linebackers on the field at, at one time because they think they can do it inside the hashes, right? So if that's the case, 12 personnel. This will be a fascinating matchup to watch. I think so too. It's gonna be uh, gonna be the area to watch for sure. Last question here. This one's from Casey and Casey. Should the Chiefs upgrade their backup quarterback next season? I don't think it matters that much. And quite frankly, I'm kind of off it now. Um, I think Blaine Gabbard is a backup quarterback for everyone who was upset by him. I, I don't understand it. Like this is not me trying to be a Mizzou guy, but like. He played better than anyone on the Steelers. He'd be QB1 on the Steelers. He's been better than anyone on the Patriots, better than anyone on the Jets or the Giants. Like, you look around, the, the Falcons, I mean, you look around the NFL, this is what a backup quarterback looks like. Like, if you expect him to all of a sudden say, okay, Mahomes is out, so now we have a guy who throws the ball like Joe Burrow. Like, no, that, that's, not, that's not how this works. Like, no, it's not Tyrod Taylor or Gardner Minshew, but those guys are going to earn themselves a ton of money in the offseason, right, as a legit backup quarterback like mm-hmm. backup quarterbacks if you are that good you get a lot of money chase daniel was that for a long time uh blaine gabbard is a backup quarterback who again by the way still drove down when it mattered most and helped the chiefs win the game right. all uh again not a playoff game and a meaningless game but still like chad henney when he chad henney got his number called what happened he drove down the clutch gene mm-hmm. you know andy likes these veteran guys who he thinks that in a one moment sample size can they get it done he likes that. He, sometimes maybe the young cats, he thinks they might get overwhelmed. Yeah. So as much as I wanted to see, you know, even Shane Bouchelle for the past couple seasons, the, the past two years I wanted Shane Bouchelle. I'm now understanding where Andy's coming from. And it's a, hey, if you have to go in there in the middle of a game, who do I trust more? Not to start a game, the middle of the game. A veteran who has been there and done that 
or a rookie who, again, maybe has never had the opportunity, not his fault, but again, he's never done it. Right. He's going to go with the veteran. So um, as far as upgrade, no, I think you're still going to look at a veteran, if not Blaine Gabbard, another veteran backup QB. I don't think we should have a revisionist history when it comes to Chad Henney's career. Um, he wasn't a great quarterback. He had some great moments for the Chiefs as a backup quarterback, for sure. And he will ever be, he, Chiefs Kingdom will love him for that. I love him for that. But we shouldn't act like Chad Henney was like stud. Or Pacheco's run didn't happen. Fair. Also very fair. Uh, the same thing with Matt Moore. Like Matt Moore, before, like, I know that he started those, what was it, three games um, for the Chiefs during when Patrick Mahomes was hurt. It's not like he was a stud quarterback before that. Like, it, like, they don't need Gardner Minshew as a backup, right? Like, Blaine Gabbert did only set a one-year contract on the veteran benefit, uh, veterans minimum benefit, so, like, he doesn't even, like, count against the cap, technically. So, <laughs> like, I don't know why people would be upset about bringing back Blaine Gabbert. Like, I think that's a fine backup. Look, it's it's really whoever Patrick wants, right? Whoever Patrick wants to be in that room with him, I'm cool with. You know, if whoever Patrick wants to bounce ideas off of, uh, loves the game, stuff like that. Chase, I mean, Chase Daniel spoke very highly of Blaine Gabbard when I w- was talking to him before one of our shows. of just like his knowledge of the game. Like he knows a lot about football, and I think that's probably what Patrick really likes is be able to talk about the game and bounce ideas off of and have that whole schematic discussions with a guy like that. I know that's kind of what Chad Henney was. It's kind of like what Matt Moore was uh, for him. So to have another guy like that who is experienced, who's a veteran in the league, and, and look, Blaine Gabbard was drafted really high in the draft. Like, Tenth overall, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And, and, and like they have those experiences of like both being taken high. Um, and you can see kind of where the career trajectories go and kind of how where they intersect. Both but, have uh, strong arms. Both have <laughs> both have really strong arms. But I think that there's uh, uh, there's some similarities there uh, between the two quarterbacks. But uh Sterling, I appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate you joining me for twenty one questions. I have to have you on again. A lot more laid back of a show than what we uh, what we normally do. Get to answer some fun ones, um, but any any final thoughts before uh, before I let you go? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm I'm excited about the Chiefs because I I think they showed some of the playoffs where it's almost like the Golden yeah. State Warriors or or even the Patriots in the past, where the regular season they might almost sleepwalk through, and you're sitting here going, "What's wrong? Are they done?" And then all of a sudden they go, they get to the playoffs, they go, "Oh no, no, they're they're they're, they're going to be fine." I think the defense is elite. I think if the Chiefs score 23-plus points in any single game of the playoffs, they will win that game. Uh, so the offense, just take care of the football. Even if you have to settle for field goals at times, that is not the worst-case scenario. Get to 23, you win the game. 13 seconds was the start. Beating the Bills in Buffalo will be the finish. That Bills team will get uh, get blown up. I, I firmly believe the Chiefs beat the Bills in Buffalo. Not saying Josh Allen's gone, but I think you're probably looking at a coaching change. Obviously, defensively, you have so many 30-plus-year-old players. Matt Milano's great, but he's been injured, it seems like, a lot now. Tredavious White, kind of the same thing at corner. So I do think that if the Chiefs beat the Bills in Buffalo, you might be looking at the end of the current iteration of this Bills team, which would be kind of kind of fitting. Mm, I heard it here first. It's going to be an exciting time uh, to watch this game. If you are uh, if you're in the Kansas City area and you don't have a place to watch the game, come hang out this holiday distillery. Check the KCSN socials. Uh, we got an RSVP link up there. Don't just show up. We need an RSVP. We need to know how many people are going to be there. We got Mission Tacos going to be out there giving us uh, food. There's going to be drinks. Obviously, we're at a distillery. You can be drinking out there, eating tacos, hanging out with us as we're going to be doing the post game show live from Holiday Distillery. Great place up there. Doors will open at 4.30. I believe the game is at 
kind of a weird kickoff time, truthfully, uh, on Sunday, 5.30 kickoff time. Uh, doors will open at 4.30. We'll be up there hanging out with us. So, Sterling, appreciate you as always. I'm Tucker Frank, and we'll talk to you guys next time on 21 Questions. We'll see you soon.